Welcome to Modern Ancestral Mamas, a podcast for mamas created by mamas. We discuss ancestral food, cooking, feeding our families, and holistic living with the everyday modern mom. We are Corey and Christine, two mamas on a mission to nourish our families holistically while keeping it real in today's crazy world. Follow us on this adventure and enjoy the stories and information we share. Today's episode is sponsored by the Nurtured Foundations online course. The Nurtured Foundations course is a podcast style course to teach parents how to start solids with their baby. Are you a parent with a child from zero to 24 months? Well, then this online course is for you. This is a comprehensive course that empowers parents to start solid foods in a confident and safe way and raise adventurous and healthy eaters from the start. We cover topics such as when to start solids, the most nutrient-dense foods to feed your babies, recipes, troubleshooting, how to prevent picky eating, and so much more. If you want information on this course, go to nourishthelittles.com and click on the link, Nurtured Foundations Online Course. You can also find a link to the Nurtured Foundations Online Course on my Instagram bio. Click on the link and look for Nurtured Foundations Online Course. Hello, welcome back to Modern Ancestral Mamas. I am Christine from Nourish the Littles. And I am joined by my co-host, Corey, from For Nutrients' Sake. And Corey and I just spent the last 10 minutes trying to figure out how to record because we haven't done this in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Basically giggling like school children, trying to figure out where the play button is and, you know, all the jazz. But anyway, so for today's episode, we actually wanted to do something completely different And since this is a new year for us, we're a little behind. You know, we know everyone else started in January, but we started in February and that's okay. Um, We wanted to do another meet your host episode where we talk a little bit about ourselves and our stories, how we started the podcast, all that jazz, and give you guys some background info on us and get a little personal. Yeah, so we have an episode at the very, 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 very beginning that I think we called episode zero, Zero. Yep, literally zero. And um, we were just joking about how we had no idea what we were doing. And we probably still don't really have much of an idea, obviously, if I couldn't even find the record button. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, we think we have at least a little bit more of an idea of what we're doing with this podcast. And um, so we're going to kind of give it another shot. And the exciting thing is, is that we are going to be recording video. We will, this is the first time we're recording video. We don't usually record video, so we may or may not post the video, (laughs) but we will have it at least. Yeah. That's a good point. Yes. And since, yeah, since we went back and listened to that other episode, we we noticed that, well, first of all, how much time has gone by. In that episode, we introduced ourselves as 
with our kids and their ages were for mine, it was seven, five and one. And oh my gosh, uh, I actually am going to have a 10 year old in two days. So that's a huge milestone for us as parents. And so, yeah, my, our updated kid ages now for me at least are 10, seven and three. What are your updated kid ages, Corey? Okay. Um, 12, 10, 6, and 3. But we have, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because um, we have all summer birthdays, so they'll all change over the summer. But at this okay. point, that's where we're at. 12, 10, 6, and 3. Wow. Mm-hmm. Those are all, yeah, those are all really good ages, right? 12, 10. Yeah. Maybe the three-year-old. Meh, but I don't know. I'm actually I don't really know. She's three. been the easiest three. Okay. Actually, I guess the six year old was a, a fairly easy three. The other two, I feel like, were really difficult threes. Mm. Um. But also, they were my older two, and I think I was a. We weren't doing. We weren't feeding them as nourishingly as we do now, and mm. b. Um. Well, there's just like a whole lot of life things happening at that point, and I was definitely not as um. I was a much younger parent at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. Yeah. Age-wise and experience-wise and, like, just all the wises. <laughs> all the wises, yes. Wises, yes. Much wiser now. I, definitely. I don't know if I'm wiser. I'm at least a little slightly more chill, which is saying a lot because I'm still rather high-strung. But I am more chill now than I was oh. in my 20s. Okay, okay. Yes, I think I can agree with that. Uh, I mean, I didn't know you in your 20s, but. <laughs> for you. Like yeah, for me. No, yes. <laughs> I, okay, so this is not on our list of questions, but do you feel like, because I, this is, I totally feel like this. Like, do you feel like your 30s and maybe even your later 30s? Because, I mean, I don't know if we'd say we're in our later. Yeah, like I'm 36, 37. I don't remember. Um, Corey. Well, how old are we, Christine? <laughs> I think you're right. We're 36 or 37. Right. Okay. But do you feel like you are a more grounded person, more like 1000% better? Like life is better in yes. your 30s than it is in your 20s. Totally agree. I, yes, yes. I will say life was so fun and spontaneous in my 20s, but also I was clueless and naive and not as wise in my 20s yeah so no I do I actually I have very much enjoyed my 30s I've loved it to be yeah honest. me too so I'm like so much better in my 30s than I was in my 20s yeah yeah I agree with that statement um so okay we normally start every episode with a question but we decided not to since we're going to be talking about ourselves a little bit. But just out of curiosity, Corey, before we started, you showed me this tiny little thing that you have with you. You want <laughs> okay. to share with us? Yeah, I brought candy out here. Yeah, Does anybody girl. want to be shocked before we talk about it? Um, <laughs> can you see this? Yeah. This little, these Unreal, um, what are they called? Unreal is the brand, and it's called Dark Chocolate and Coconut Bars. And um, the ingredients are organic coconut, organic cassava syrup, and then dark chocolate. And I love these things. 
I um, am the only one in my house who eats them, so they are safe from everybody else. <laughs> and You can um, get them at Costco, actually. Can you? Yeah, they come in a big bag at Costco. Oh, no, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. We don't actually, we don't have a Costco here. I'd have to drive to yeah. Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's actually where I saw them. I had never seen them. I don't think, so. well, maybe I had at other stores. But kind of funny about this, maybe a few weeks ago or a few days ago, I don't remember, we were discussing amongst friends our favorite candies. And Corey mentioned something I had never heard before. Uh, a Mounds bar? Yes, a Mounds bar. It's my bar. favorite candy. Yes. I, okay. And yeah, I don't actually like them very much because they're super sweet. But when I liked sweeter totally. things. Yeah. These ones are better and these because they're not as sweet. Exactly. So if you are into chocolate and coconut, highly recommend those. So we started doing this thing um, on Fridays. My kids and I fill in our um, timelines. So we have like a book of timelines of a timeline that we're, we are putting together as we were your family. Well, for school, for homeschool. Oh, oh, so like so, history. Yeah, for history. So we read through the week, like through the week, we're reading about historical things, right? Through with story of the world, and then I have the these timelines that have little images that line up with story of the world. So we on Fridays we go through and I and we review kind of what we learned about, and then we cut out these little images with the little text about whatever it was, and um, glue them into the timeline and. We started doing after, must have been after Halloween, we started doing this. And the kids were like, can we eat our Halloween candy? I was like, oh, God, okay. Um, so my compromise was that once a week on Friday, we will get out one bag of either like the Unreal or what are the other brands? Yum Earth, yeah. that kind of stuff. We'll buy like one bag of that candy and share it among everybody mm-hmm. um, that like once a week on Friday. And it's been great because mm-hmm. um, then the kids don't really ask for candy pretty much at all the rest of the week. Yeah. And it makes it really special and, you know, timelines are then really fun and I don't know. That's awesome. My my kids lately have been into gum, Ooh. which is like, oh, I am not a gum You don't chewer. like gum? I don't like gum. And, well... So I'm like trying to think what's the nicest way to say this. But in the Latin culture, chewing gum is kind of looked down upon. Really? Yeah. It's not really like, how would I say this? It's not a very polite thing to do. It's It's not not classy. It's not classy. So like gum was not ever a part of my household or anything like that. And also I don't even really enjoy chewing gum, which I have a friend who says is because I have a weak jaw. (laughs) Ooh, them fighting words I know I know so who knows maybe maybe she's right maybe I do have a weak jaw fine but anyway so they're into gum so I had to like look for clean gum brands and did you find one because I found one at Publix like in the regular in the aisle where you check out oh what which one I I don't remember the name of it but the but the or maybe it was at Target might have been at Target um it's in like a little white box, like a matchbook size box. And it has like, there's a, there's a mint flavor and a grapefruit flavor and the, and the ingredients are really 
really clean. Like I don't ever buy gum, but then my kids found these and showed, and I was like, read the ingredients. That's what I always say. And, um, my son was like, Oh yeah, mom, it's actually not bad. So I let them buy it. I love gum, but really only chew it if I'm on a road trip, because then like if I'm driving, it really helps me to focus. Oh, actually, I'm going to have to try that the next time I go on a road trip. I'm trying to see if I can find this brand is called Pure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like P-U-R, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, I was trying to find the ingredients. I, I've seen I mean, that I, one. I just got it off of Amazon. But and so now when they ask me for gum, yeah, P-U-R, I can offer this as an option, which I'm still kind of trying to figure out when the whole gum thing is going to happen because I also am not a fan of the smacking. I can't stand yeah. hearing the smacking. It like drives me nuts. Um, so right now we're at like maybe once a week or for example, if we, we know we're going to be around friends that do chew gum, which is where they got this idea from, then I'll make sure to bring some so that I can offer. <laughs> but anyway, hmm. that's, that's my story about gum. Um, All right. Okay. So we get started. Yeah. And for everybody who is wondering, we have the outlines on our phones. So if we ever like look to the side, it's not because we're swiping on Instagram. Um, (laughs) Because we have notes written. (laughs) Totally. Totally. It's what what we look at. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So should, who wants to go first? No, you start. You wrote this outline. This is your idea. Um, Okay. True. This is my idea. All right. I'll go first. I'm following you on this one for sure. Oh boy. Okay. So let's start with first impressions of each other when we first met or maybe just start in person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess in person, maybe you can do online. I'm not sure I have an impression of someone online. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe look back to like, when was the first time we met in person or actually no. Talk about when was the first time we met online and then we'll go to in person. When was the first time we met online? Um, I'm hoping your memory is better than mine. I think we definitely crossed paths on Instagram. And For sure. maybe maybe through the um, Weston A. Price Facebook groups. You managed one for a while, right? Or, oh, or admin it? Yeah, that must have been it. Uh, yes, the nourishing, I think it's called nourished. First it was nourished and now it's nourished 2.0. Something. I believe. Yeah. Or nourishing our children, something like that online. Yeah. You're yeah, right. I did, yes, I did admin one for, I think like two years. That was an interesting experience. That's a lot. I've admin Facebook groups and I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, I, that's, I think that broke me from Facebook. I decided I was done with it and I never wanted to get on it again. And now the only reason why I get on Facebook is for Facebook marketplace. <laughs> Same there. Well, okay. No, that's not hundred percent true. There are a couple groups on Facebook that I like to use. Um, but the only, like I will get on Facebook for either marketplace or those groups and that's it. And I'm like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, and you're right, managing or not managing, adminning a group is what 
really sent me over the edge. Yes. Oh, so much, so much. Um, I don't know. Okay, so I just remember this is such a long time ago. Um, it's probably like is this two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen? I think that's about accurate because the first conference in Dallas was in 2019. Okay. So then we met in person at that first conference in Dallas. Yeah. In 2019, because that was when you were pregnant. I was. Yeah. Secretly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. You're right. I have a picture with you. I remember that now. Yes. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who's ever seen pictures of us, it's hysterical because Christine like comes up to below my shoulder. Yes, many of my friends are much taller than me. I, I mean, it's not very hard to be taller than me, let's be honest. But. Well, it's not very hard to be shorter than me. So we're like in, you know, Lisa, um, I think, is taller than me. Um, yes. Lisa yeah, Clark Lisa's, is. Yes, Lisa's very tall. Uh, but it's funny because I'd seen a picture of you and Sloan together, and you guys are about the same height. So it, like, never occurred to me that you're both just very petite. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And I'm just not. Um, so first impression then was I was small. <laughs> you were small. Well, uh, yeah. Or short. And I don't know. I mean, I don't like, I guess that's first physical impression. But like, I don't know. I thought you were really sweet and you were really nice. And I liked all of your content. So and then I think at some point, I don't remember if it was before the conference or after the conference. But you were like, hey, so... Um, I don't want to be weird, but what did you say? You said something like, but I've been meaning to ask for your phone number or something. And I was like, okay. <laughs> do you remember that? I don't, but that definitely sounds like something I would do. <laughs> because I usually ask people for their phone number if I like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Um. So this is, okay, this right now is... I am remembering my first impression of you, which was you laughed a lot. And <laughs> as she laughs right now, she's like holding her mouth, trying to laugh. Um, yeah, no, I, re- I remember that you, that you had just like a lot of like joy about you and you were, you know, friendly and yeah, you laughed a lot. And also you do like to talk a lot once you get started and sometimes you can be loud. Yeah. Like that's definitely true. <laughs> like really true not always but sometimes and I feel like that's how you know you're like really impassioned is when you're like your tone gets higher and higher do we do you remember it like do you do you have an example of early I know right I was know was this at it, the conference where I was being loud no it no it must have been at a chapter leader meeting or you know, something Mm. like that. That's, that's the only thing that I can think of because I felt like when I first met you in 2019, I didn't know you that well. And then in 2021, obviously, you know, we got to know each other more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I had, um, I had brought the baby to the, to the conference. Oh, she was the cutest. I mean, she's still the cutest, but she is cute. She was running around. She was super cute then. Yeah. No, this is very true. Very, very true. Yeah. Um, okay. So those were first impressions. And what about t- 
talk to me about your idea of creating the podcast, because this is actually, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but that was your idea. Yeah. Um, so I started listening to podcasts before they were super popular. Um, there were not a ton of options out there and there really were not a lot of options for, um, in the like real food space. And I was, I mean, as soon as Hilda started doing Wise Traditions, I started listening to that. But it's very, um, like, not everything is super relevant, you know? Like, it's not a podcast specifically for parents or moms who are trying to do the real food thing or the um, nourishing traditions thing. So, and she has some people who are like, um, what's that called? Hackers. Health hack. What is that called? Biohackers. Biohackers. Which I just don't care about at all. No offense to any of them, but I just am like, I don't have time for that. Um, and, or money, truthfully. Um, so to me, I was like, I am at the point where I feel like I can share things with people who were where I was when I started. Hmm. and um, I had so many friends that were asking me, or, and still, like, people who ask me things all the time, um, and I realized that there just wasn't anything out there that was making real food and a more natural and holistic lifestyle approachable for moms in a way that was not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's, that's kind of it. So then I was like, I don't want to do this by myself because, um, well, first of all, I, I, I do better with another person. Um, that's kind of the main reason. And I wanted somebody else who had a different perspective um, mm-hmm. and who had some almost more, more knowledge and almost more clout. And you have a, um, you have your NTP. So that was like, and a no brainer there. And you have all of this, you just have this really beautiful, peaceful energy around all of it. And you feel so solid in, or it seems that you feel so solid in your choices and in the way that you're doing things. And I think that that is a really great um, thing to bring to people, you know, where there's not, where you're like, I, I know that what I'm doing is so good for my children and I'm not questioning it. I mean, you probably have questioned it a lot before you got to that point, but does that answer that question? No, it answers that question really well. And that was such a sweet compliment. Uh, I'm so sorry. So side note, we have a fireplace in the office and it was on and I've been sweating my pits off (laughs) and so I had to text Juan and ask him please for the love of God turn this fireplace off (laughs) please I can't do this thank you Juan Juan rescues us so much (laughs) this is very true and you might need to completely edit that part out but anyway um no wow Corey that's that's really such a, a sweet comment and I actually, I had never, I never asked you that before. So it's really interesting that this is the first time I'm hearing it. 
for the record, folks, this is the first time I'm hearing why Corey decided to start the podcast and why she decided to ask me. So you would think I would have asked her that from the beginning, but no, from the beginning, I was just like, sure, why not? I've never done a podcast before. And actually, similar to you, I also listened to podcasts a ton before they were even a thing. In fact, I remember being pregnant with my oldest back in 2013 and listening to a podcast way back then, which is probably still around, but it's called The Birth Hour. And it's just birth stories. And that was one of the first podcasts that I ever listened to. And again, that's how many years ago? Like, um, 2013 is 10 years ago. Right? That's 10 years ago. That's 10 years ago. What? Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, that's insane. That podcast. 11, are, 11 years ago. Well, now, now it's 11. But yeah. It's crazy that podcasts have been around that long and only now do I think they're really starting to take off. In fact, I'll never forget. So this was kind of going back to first impressions, but this, this was something else that I remember thinking about you is that you were in with the cool crowd because you knew Hilda and (laughs) you were closer to the, to the Weston Price office in Maryland. And like you had actually been to Sally's farm and stuff. And so I was just like, man, Corey's in with the cool peeps. Um, That's so funny. I'm, I I met Hilda because I um, went to this event that she was hosting in DC, um, and I went up to her and I was I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm Corey, and I love love your show." <laughs> totally. And then we were just friends because she's the sweetest person ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, before that. I have gone to, this is so weird. Okay. Like welcome to the like renegade food world. Right. But so I had contacted a, another local chapter leader because I was looking for tallow and, um, she lived like an hour away. I think this was before I was even a chapter leader, but she, she was like, Hey, actually I'm moving, um, to like Mexico or something. And, um, I have, a lot of tallow um, that I'm willing to sell you. So I went to her house with my kids and I think I was pregnant at the time or maybe I just had my third baby and I bought tallow from her and she was like, why don't you come to this chapter um, meeting at my house next weekend? Um, all these people are going to be there. It's my last one. So it's going to be a bigger thing. Um, and my friend Hilda is going to be there. And I was like, whoa, 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 what? And she was like, yeah, my friend Hilda, you probably know who she is. Um, you know, she hosts the wise traditions podcast. And I was like, wait, I need to ask you a question. Like, is she actually as bubbly as she seems like on the show? And she goes, yeah, no, she actually is like that. (laughs) And I can, we can confirm she actually is like that. She's, she's very energetic. It's amazing. Yes, the energy is through the roof, I would say. It's, it really, yes, it is amazing for sure. That's so funny that you were like, wait, is she just as happy? I was, I was like, I have to know. It's hilarious. <laughs> is this just an act for the show or is this real? It's oh, real. Yeah, that is, that's, yeah. Okay, so out of curiosity, where'd you come up with the name? Because again, the name was Corey's idea too. Was this, it? This, this was all the brainchild of Corey. Didn't we like go back and forth on it? I mean, I think you gave several I, different ideas. You gave a list. And yeah. 
we sort of went through and picked what we felt. And actually, I'm part of me wonders if you even have the original list because I'm not even sure I remember what some of the others. I feel were. like it might have been on text messaging, so probably yeah, like way that's, far back. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't. So I knew that I that I I. I mean, we had talked about this at this point, too, because we were both collaborating on it. And I think that we both had kind of landed on this idea of um, we wanted mama to be in the name or moms or something like that. We wanted some sort of ancestral or something like that, you know, where it had that Mm -hmm. feeling of old and traditional and back to those roots. But then we also wanted to um, make sure that we were talking up to modern moms, you know, moms who are living in at the time, whatever, whatever, what it was it 2021, um, 2022, now 2024, like we have running water and we have the internet and we have blenders and freezers. And I don't, you know, like, and at the point, at that point, I was, we didn't have a homestead. We had no intention of homesteading. Um, yes. Yes. In fact, because in the prequel episode, you talk about how you live in Maryland. You yeah. And we, about Georgia. No, because we didn't, we had no intention of leaving where we were. We had no intention of um, uh, raising any, any livestock. Um, you know, it was like. This, this whole homesteading thing came from um, almost nowhere. Not really. Like, there's a whole lot of story to that. But yeah. the, the decision to do it happened f- kind of quickly. Um, yeah, and I think we should save that story for another day. Yeah, that's not the story for today. Back to the name, though. Um, do we want to talk about how we have wrestled with it a little bit? I think we should. Okay. okay. You, you tell that one. Well, so as Corey mentioned from the beginning, we wanted mom or mama to be in it somehow because we, again, the majority, the audience that we are trying to reach is parents, caregivers, moms. And we thought it would be fun to have the acronym mama. Yeah, because right now our acronym is ma'am. Ma'am, exactly. Which, ma- you know, ma'am could work. But it's not even spelled right. It wouldn't be like, oh, yes, no, ma'am. That's not how you spell no. it. I know. It's not spelled right. And it does feel a little stuffy, maybe, or yeah. I don't know. So we are trying to figure out if there's a way to create a name with an acronym of MAMA. And let me tell you, that has been quite the word challenge for us. So... Yeah, I don't know if we if we have any uh, maybe word connoisseurs out there of our listeners, and they want to give us some ideas on how we can achieve the MAMA acronym. Yeah, we'll we have with our gone back and forth. We've asked bunches of people for ideas. We've like said, "Oh, this is going to be it," and sat with it for a week or two, and then go, "No, it's not it." Yeah, um, we've done that a couple times, so. So for now, we will, we will remain as ma'am until something better comes along, I think. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's that for you. So, okay. Why don't we talk a little bit about the mission behind the show? Like, what is our why? 
And I do feel like that was refined in this last year. Um, we finally kind of figured out our tagline and why we are producing this show. Do you have me to say it or should, should you? Yeah, should you go. Go. So basically, Modern Ancestral Mamas is ancestral wisdom for modern motherhood. The idea is that we know that there is a ton of wisdom to be garnered from our ancestors and the way our grandparents ate and lived. And we want to bring that into today's modern world, today's parenting with all of the noise that's around. And that is our goal, is to reach the the modern mother and share the ancestral wisdom with her. So there you go. Boom. Yeah, and, and make it doable. Accessible and accessible, yeah. Practical and yeah, basically. Yeah, like even right. between, you know, Carlines and soccer practice and dance lessons and tutoring and I don't know, like working moms, stay at home moms, um moms that send their kids to school, moms that homeschool. Yeah. Right. And, and actually I think the really, another really important piece here too is a judgment free zone that Corey and I really are coming here with open hearts and minds, and we are not out here to judge anybody or any of our listeners for whatever path or stage that they are on in their life right now. Because Mm -hmm. if there's one thing that we've both learned, which we did an episode on everything that we've learned for our birthdays. And one of the things that we both talked about is how much we don't know. Right. Yeah. And that we're both still learning and still questioning and still failing and <laughs> yeah. um, all those things. Yeah. And I think that there's so much nuance too. And so many people, you know, get caught up in, you know, especially I think in the health community, like we were just talking about this with cold plunging. We um, talk about this all the time. Yeah. Like there's this big push on, on social media that cold plunging is bad for women. Um, and maybe there is some, you know, nuance to when women should be cold plunging or if they shouldn't during certain times of the month or they're like, if they're pregnant or trying to conceive or something like that, or, or they have thyroid, you know, there's like all these different things like we are all so bio individual that it is okay if we also all have different ways of approaching things and are not doing exactly the same thing yes yes and our kids too like you might have I have four kids like they're not all gonna be exactly the same um Yeah. So yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. And then the last part of our mission is just making sure that this feels like a conversation with Corey and I. So our listeners feel like they are sitting at our kitchen table. Maybe you have a cup of tea or coffee or broth with you or just water. (laughs) And uh, you're... Or some candy. Exactly. And you're there having a conversation with us and 
you know, picking our brain. That's that's what we want our listeners to feel. So Okay, so I'm going to bring this up because this, this happened a little while ago and we haven't ever talked about it even though we thought we might at some point. Um, we love reading reviews from you all. And you guys give us wonderful, almost always, they're wonderful and they just like light us up and help us to keep going with what we're doing. We got this one review that was like not very nice. And um, it's it, more it, straightforward. Maybe that's what it was. This person didn't like the um, show because we're more chit chatty and we're not super straight to the point. And um, basically they said we weren't the wise traditions podcast, which is fine. That's Hilda's thing. She's doing great with it. Um, it's a different show. And if you're expecting that here, that's not what we're doing. And that's not our intention. We don't yeah. want to be clinical. Not that Hilda is, but she has a, she has a 30 minute show. So we don't, we aren't constrained to that. And, um, and we, and we want it to feel friendly and we want it to feel like you're sitting with us and that you're hanging out. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. That's such a good point. This is a long form podcast, long form conversational podcast. So you're here for the ride. <laughs> and if you don't want to be, then just like skip through. You can use that 30 second skip button. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> or do, oh do you God. know you can speed up the, the, um, the, the audio, rate? right? So, yeah, the, yeah. So it goes so faster. Like, <laughs> yes. I know people who listen to audiobooks like that so that they consume more. They oh, can, can consume, consume more. Yeah. Wow. That's, I think I've done that maybe a few times depending on the show, if it does feel really slow, but most of the time I'm listening to it on regular time. Yeah, me too. So I don't know. Okay. Let's get a little bit into our backgrounds and then we're going to end the show with some rapid fire questions. So Corey, Mm. why don't you start with a little bit of, okay, where did you grow up? What was your background like? We touched on this briefly in the prequel, but I I think we could go into just a little bit more detail if we wanted to in this episode. Because I want to know, I want to understand a little bit how your backstory influenced where you are today. You mean like childhood stuff? Like start with, I was born in... Um... <laughs> In a hospital in Maryland. Give me me the whole chronological order. (laughs) Starting with. the first child. And um, (laughs) my parents were young. Uh, They were beautifully in love. Okay, I'm done. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I grew up in uh, Maryland. We never lived more than an hour or so from DC. So that's obviously very influential in the way that, um, I grew up. Um, uh, my dad's a business owner. My grandfather's a business owner. Um, everybody is very entrepreneurial in my family. Uh, we, um, my, me and my siblings, uh my siblings and I, let's prove this, um, we're all homeschooled. (laughs) Um, 
and I don't know. I did a lot. How many siblings? I have three siblings or two siblings and um, uh, so I have a sister and a brother and a um, another brother that joined our family after I was already married. Um, and then let's see what else. So as a kid, I was really into the arts. I did a lot of dance. I did a lot of theater. Um, we went to the Kennedy center and saw all sorts of stuff and took classes there and everything. Um, we would drive up to New York periodically cause it's not very far. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a very big part of my life. My parents were also very into the arts. My dad, oh, sorry. My dad writes music. My dad writes screenplays, has produced some films, um, just like as a, on the side. My grandmother is an artist. Like it's just, you know, all of these things. Um, we had, I lived on a farm, a goat, like hobby goat farm when I was for about four years as a child before we ended up moving um, to be closer to my father's work. What else? That's fascinating. I didn't know the whole backstory of how much art has influenced you as a child. Yeah, a, a lot. Um, my because sister is what? an artist. She's an she's um illustrates children's books, and um, she actually does custom dog portraits, which are really cool. Um, Why don't you share with us what you studied? Uh, in college, I have a. Bachelor of Arts in um, theater design and production. So I studied specifically costume design, um, but I studied all of the theatrical, technical, and design work. Um, And then I worked professionally in D.C., at a theater in D.C. um, for until my second baby was born. And I wasn't making enough money to cover daycare. Um, And my husband was making more money. So the option was, because before that, I was able to take my son with me to work when I only had one baby. And then I ended up having two babies and I was not able to manage a costume shop with two babies there with me. Um, Mm -hmm. So I ended up quitting and um, staying home with my children. Kind of, and and I never ever wanted that to be my life. I was always like, I am not going to homeschool my kids. I am not going to be the stay at home mom. I'm going to have a career. I'm going to do the things. And I was almost forced into that, and it took me a long time to kind of reconcile it. But once I got to the point of of deciding to homeschool them, um, and taking that on, kind of. Um, as a choice rather than it was forced on me. Like I needed to switch my mindset on it. Um, That's when I was able to really start loving it. And I mean, you know, it's still really difficult, Um, but it's also really beautiful and really wonderful. So, okay. Wow. That's no, that's really cool. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize that you never had that intention from the beginning. Never. No. Hmm. I didn't even want to have children until I was like past 35, which looking back on it, I'm like, that's so stupid. But I mean, I was hell bent on the, I'm going to have a career. I'm going to be established. I'm going to have, you know, the things that 
we were told we were supposed to do when we were girls in the 90s. Mm. Um, wow. And so when you look at when you look back on that now, what do you think? Um, I loved it up until I didn't anymore. You know, like I loved working and I loved what I was doing up until um, when I, about when I quit. And when I quit, it was partial. I mean, I said it was all because of her being born. It was partially because that was like the deciding factor, but I was really burnt out at that Mm -hmm. point because I had been doing that um, exclusively since high school. And every summer, like that was, I had an intensive job and it was, I was all career focused um, so yeah. Wow. That's, that's so interesting. I love that backstory because for those of you that follow Corey now and that know Corey now, I would say she is the creative brains behind obviously her blog and everything that she does there and the podcast. Um, 100%. Yeah. I admire your creativity. And I've always seen myself as someone who is not as creative or lacks creativity. So it's definitely cool to see how, yeah, how, how you think. Uh, So anyway. Um, Okay. Your turn. My turn. Okay. Let me think here. So, okay. Corey was on the East coast. I was in the South, uh, (laughs) born and raised in Texas. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Would you consider Texas the South or is it its own thing? Oh, that's so funny. I'm not one of those diehard Texans that's like Texas is its own country. Um, But it kind of is. But it kind of is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I I just consider myself from the South, I would say. Um, I, okay, so I have an immigrant mother and an American father. And so I had a pretty bizarre life where everything was just sort of split. I was half American, half Ecuadorian, and lived also my life in half of these locations, pretty much from like zero to 18. Um, I would spend my summers and Christmases in Ecuador. I had all of my family over there, cousins, aunts and uncles, um, and I was there all the time. Uh, what else? As a child, my... Wait, wait, wait. Pause on that for a second. Like, do you feel like it was hard to to settle into one or the other because you were not fully in one or the other? Yes, yeah. 100%. That's always been something that I've sort of grappled with is this idea of am I American or am I Latin? And ultimately, I've have felt like I align more with like my Latin roots. Um, I also ended up marrying a Mexican. So I think that has something to do with it too. So now, you know, my life is very much uh, surrounded by just the Latin culture in general. And, And I did feel very uncomfortable around like the American side of my family. They were much more... I, you know, I love them, but they were hillbillies for sure. Like, 
you know, rednecks all the way from really small towns in Texas. Um, to give you an idea, owned firework stands. So like, this is <laughs> it's like very, <laughs> very redneck. Um, and I love that. Don't, you know, but not what I related to very much. Um, let me think here. I, as a kid, I was really into any sport that did not involve a ball. So <laughs> I, yeah, I did all of the non-ball sports. So skating, dancing, many different types of dancing, uh, swimming, regular swimming, synchronized swimming, which is ultimately what I stuck with, horseback riding. I'm trying to think what else. I've, I've done so many of these sports. Uh, ultimately stuck with synchronized swimming. That's a whole story for another day. Wait, 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 wait. You have to at least like you did actual synchronized, like hardcore synchronized swimming. (laughs) Yes. So right now I should actually clarify that it is no longer called synchronized swimming. Now it's called artistic swimming. What? I know. Don't even get me started. This was a change that was done about a year ago. And so for me, it's still hard to wrap my head around the fact that it's no longer synchro because that's what it's been for pretty much my whole life. Now it's artistic swimming and you can't even shorten it. I don't know how they're shortening it. So it drives me nuts. But, um, and actually we're right now, Team USA is trying to qualify for the Olympics, which it looks like we have a good chance. But anyway, um, (laughs) yes, no, did that, uh, swam for a long time and very hardcore. Um, you know, in high school was practicing. I mean, on Saturdays we were practicing like 10 hours a day, uh, went to college, did it for one year, swam 40 to 50 hours a week and realized that was not what I wanted to do in college. How did you do that? Oh, and go to classes and do homework. You wake up at four in the morning, you swim for four hours before classes then once classes are over, you come back to the pool and swim for another four to five hours. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. And then you, when did you insane. sleep? When do you sleep? Well, I mean, you sleep at night, but you are waking up super early to jump in the pool. Yeah. But like, when are you, I mean, when I was in college, I had multiple papers a week and like books to read. And like, we had, I don't know, maybe I just had a ton of homework. I you know, I don't remember, to be honest. And since I did only do it for one year and realized it was not for me. Yeah. Maybe you blocked I, it I, out. I Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I did that first year. <laughs> I just, yeah, muddled my way through. Um, but, okay, what else? What else about? And then me? you did that professionally. Let's just like, because this is so cool to yes. me. Yes, this is true. I So following that one year stint in college, I quit and was like, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. And then my coach actually told me, well, you know, you might want to swim. You might not want to swim for college, but SeaWorld is hiring. You could go swim for SeaWorld. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's not the coolest like thing. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> So yeah, swam for SeaWorld only on the weekends because again, like they had shows during the week and I was in school, so I couldn't do that. So it was only a weekend gig for me, you know, got to put on my resume that I swam with beluga whales and Pacific white-sided dolphins. Um, and then, 
<laughs> and I was also, I feel like I was very lost too at that time as far as like, what did I want to do? I had, didn't really know. I was kind of, I don't know about you, Corey, but I was, I've been a late bloomer. So, you know, sort of just like worked my way through high school average, just was there for the social aspect. I had no interest in academics. And then I didn't feel like I actually came into myself until really maybe like junior, senior year of college. And then really postgraduate um, when I kind of figured out, okay, this is what I want to do. And so, you know, graduated from college with a psych degree, was fascinated by psychology, but didn't want to take it further and decided to go into teaching, did what I feel like so many kids at that time did, which was apply to Teach for America. And I was kind of lumped in with those cohorts. I did a program similar to Teach for America called, oh my gosh, the Teaching Fellows. And same exact idea as Teach for America. I don't Um, have any idea what Teach for America is. Oh my gosh. Okay. So basically, Teach for America was, it took graduates, didn't have to be teachers, you didn't have to have studied teaching at all from all different walks of life, put you through an intensive one to two year course to teach you how to be a teacher, and then threw you into public schools and said, you either sink or you swim, essentially. And so there were thousands, thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of young professionals that went through these programs. And for some of them, it stuck and they ended up staying teachers. For many of them, it did not because it was a pretty brutal experience as far as like, you you know, for me personally, I was thrown into some of the worst public schools in New York City. Um, Literally, the public school I worked in was like, like ranked top third worst public school in New York city. Um, and the system beats it out of you to say the least. Um, so yeah, so I did teaching fellows. I got placed in New York city and got to live for five years, five years in New York city in my twenties. It was incredible. It was so much fun. It was the perfect time to be there. I was newly wed and, um, just, you know, living the life basically. (laughs) Uh, and I also swam professionally on the side while I was teaching and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then what happened? Then I got pregnant. I got pregnant unexpectedly, not, not so much unexpectedly. We were, we, we knew we wanted to have kids, but we didn't know how quickly it was going to happen. And I was not as a young person, I was not very in tune with my body. And so didn't really know. Yeah, I didn't, I learned a lot, you know, didn't really know a lot at the time, um, to say the least. But that's kind of when I actually started looking into food is right around the time I got pregnant, maybe before, um, was when I started paying attention to reading ingredient labels. And I talk about this in the prequel, the book that I read that sort of just like opened my eyes. Um, but anyway, and yeah, from New York, we moved to Chicago and then did the whole five year stint in Chicago. And then from Chicago, we moved back to Texas and the running joke is, are we going to only be here for five years? We don't know. (laughs) So we'll see. 
But you are by your mom now and your sister. We are by, yeah, we're by family. Yeah. And there is something, I mean, you can attest to this because you also moved by family. There's something about being near your tribe that is very, if you have a healthy tribe, I, you know, I can preface that is very, very comforting. And, um, it's amazing to have such a massive support system. So that is, yeah, that's my backstory. Oh, wait, I want, I did want to say something because you mentioned something that made me think about this. So you said you never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom stay-at-home mom and like mm-hmm. you wanted to be a career person and the funny thing about that is I actually knew from the beginning I always did want to be a stay-at-home mom um and I actually I don't think I ever like formally told my husband this but I knew when I got pregnant that I was like this is what I want to do like I want to be able to stay home and raise my children um and so when I went back to the school that I was working at, I knew from the beginning that I was like, I'm not coming back. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I but I stayed so that I could have a job until I had my first. And then I went back to them and was like, okay, I'm done. So, yeah. So that's an interesting, an interest, uh, interesting little, you know, difference between us. So my friends in college always called me like always said like Corey's going to be the first one to have a kid Corey's going to be the first one to like do all this stuff and I was always like absolutely not like this is not my path like I'm not gonna because I was (laughs) apparently I was always the one I was I mean I was I was always the one like taking care of people and like there were um you know if somebody I had a house we I lived off campus I had a house um I was always cooking for people I was always saying like, if you need a place to crash, I have a, um, a couch, like if you need help with something, like I, I was always the one taking care of people. Um, and so they always said that I was going to be, you know, the first one to have kids. And I was always like, you guys are nuts. Like, this is not, I'm, I don't want to do this. Um, and I ended up a hundred percent being the first one to have a child. (laughs) Like I was the first one, I'm pretty sure I was the first one to get married. Like, I had children, I was, I had like three children before any of my other friends were even married or, you know, thinking of having kids. Um, so wow, it's that's... funny because I was not my plan, but I, you know, God always has be- better, bigger, more thought out plans <laughs> than we do. So I can say I definitely relate to that because we we were the first in our friend group to get married pretty much. And of all my friends, I want to say I was the first to have kids as well. I'm, I'm the first in my friend group to have a kid as old as, you know, 10 years old. Um, and yeah, we were always kind of the trailblazers. So for a while it actually felt pretty lonely because mm-hmm. none of my so other lonely. friends had kids and they were still, you know, partying and having mm-hmm. a good time and traveling and stuff like that. So yeah, that was, that was definitely a little bit harder. Um, in hindsight now I can see I'm a lot of my friends now have much younger children than I do. And 
I can see the beauty of the other side. And Mm -hmm. I'm over here just sort of like encouraging them. Like it gets better. I promise you it gets better. It gets so much better. Um, but you know, I guess that's, that's the way that was the life trajectory that was, you know, laid out for us. Yeah. Uh, one more question, which is what do you feel about, like, how do you think being a stay at home mom has evolved for you career wise into like what we both have now on social media? Like, would, did you ever, I mean, I, f- I feel like it's impossible to have say, to say, I knew that that's what it was going to be. You mean with, you know with, what I mean? with what, like Just with the like, podcast and with the with podcasting Instagram and, and social, yeah, totally. No, I mean, that didn't exist. Yeah. It wasn't something that would, I would have imagined. Yeah. It did, I mean, yeah, no, there's no way to have thought that into the future because it just wasn't something that existed. Yeah. Especially not when we were children, you know, or teenagers like dreaming about our adult life. But even um, 12 years ago when I had my first baby, there was zero chance blogs were a thing. Um, yeah. And everybody said, oh, you missed the window. Like if you, if you didn't start a blog in 2008, then you've missed the window. You can't start anything. Um, so, and I did have a blog back then, but it was like, not, not at all what I talk about now. Oh, that's interesting because see, I think even the people that, okay. So I lived in New York in 2009 and I remember back then following bloggers at back then I was into fashion bloggers and Mm -hmm. I still follow those same fashion bloggers today. And I've watched them evolve those, you know, 15 years. And it's absolutely incredible to see how these people are still making a living from that. So even if I think today, 15 years from now, we are still on Instagram if it exists and we're still on in this social media world, we're just going to be that much wiser and, more experienced at what we're doing because there, I think there is a long game to these, especially podcasting. I do think podcasting is the way of the future as far as information goes and yeah, but I don't know. Okay. So I, I mean, I have like no crystal ball at all. I I have no idea. I just kind of go with things and I don't, I mean, I don't even know what I'm doing on Instagram. I just post things that I find <laughs> interesting. And, um, like I, there's, there's the secret guys. <laughs> I, tr- like people say, you know, like make a schedule and like, da, 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 plan out your posts. I don't do any of that stuff. I just post whatever I feel like posting. <laughs> um, I, so I do feel that. And this is the first time in my life that I am posting consistently and I'm shooting for three posts a week. That's the most Oof. that I can do. I will never be able to do more than that. And for a while, you were doing more than that. And I still don't know how you do that. Oh, you know what? You know how I was doing it? Um, because I was sitting there writing while I was nursing. Oh, my God. So, like, if I had a – if I was – because I don't – you know, my baby's three, so I don't nurse her anymore. But when I – when she was little, little, I had all of this time where I was sitting nursing so her. Weird. Um, and I was just writing stuff and creating things on Canva. Um, 
I don't, I don't, it's, it's so interesting how things change, you know, even just with that, with a baby. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have no clue what's going to happen with social media, with how we disperse and, and, um, consume information and content and all of that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to ride the wave. We'll see how it goes. It's not a bad idea because I don't know what else to do too. And I just like, I'm never, I know this is maybe frustrating. I'm, I'm not hell bent on making it it a career. Mm. For me, it is more about, um, you know, if I, if, if something comes to me, great. Um, if something develops awesome, I've had, um, people reach out and, you know, send me products and things. And I really appreciate that. Um, but I don't get paid to be on Instagram at this point. We don't get paid to do this podcast. Um, pretty much everything that I put out is free. Uh, and I'm okay with that for the most part, because, there's so much that I feel like I needed to know um, when I was first starting out um, with children, having children, or with um, my real food, you know, journey that I, and I had no money back then, so I would not have been able to pay for anything anyway. Mm. Um, and I mean, even even my... So my mom gave me nourishing traditions and then somebody, a beautiful person gifted me a, um, the membership to the Weston A. Price Foundation, um, that first year. Cause I just did not have the money for it. It's only like 50 bucks, but it, we were so mm-hmm. strapped. Um, and I want to be able to share with people who are in that sort of situation. You know, it's real food and and deep health should not be something that is withheld from people um, just because they can't afford to buy a cookbook or um, you know and and all the social media and stuff is free so that's that I think that's one of the beautiful things truthfully about where we are right now um, with content creators and everything I think it's a really cool thing that we can give all of this information for free to people. And obviously there's wonderful things that are available through courses and books and paid paywall stuff, but. Wow, Corey, that's really noble. I, I feel like, woof, that's just so incredible. And um, I know that many of our listeners and your followers are so grateful for everything that you're sharing because you do have this ability to make people feel comfortable and seen. And yeah. Well, thanks, and I have, You're welcome. Okay. So we are going to now do something that Christine has been wanting to do for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she had this idea for rapid fire questions and we're going to both answer them. I haven't yeah. seen this list. She wrote it. So she's had a little bit of a heads up. But I quickly forgot about them as much as, you know, <laughs> write them and then erase them from my mind. 
Okay. Okay. So you read the first ones. Okay. I'll read the first like five, let's say. All right. One at a time, right? Yeah. One at a time. Okay. Um, what word do you hate hearing? Moist. Oh, geez. (laughs) I could come up with a couple here. Really? Okay. Come up with a few more because I actually can't come up with any. Scalp. Um, no scalp, like on your head. Um, womb. I don't know. Womb sounds super gross to me. And I know it's not like I am a had four babies. Like I understand, (laughs) but it's just a gross word to me. Just the sound of it is gross. Oh, that's so interesting. I always thought this is not a word that I hate hearing. I'm not sure I can think of a word that I hate hearing, but I always thought the word crazy looked crazy. Looks crazy. Like the way it's written, the letters together look crazy. Yes. Yeah. Mm, Like it's just a crazy looking word to me. Okay. So that's, that's my answer for that. This is not super um, rapid. It's not. Oh, okay. Texting or calling? Uh, texting. Texting. Uh, what is your favorite breakfast? Oh, I don't know. Cinnamon rolls. Oh, yum. I don't know that I counts. Would, That's dessert. <laughs> that's true. I would say, yes, especially after all my breakfast posts. Um, I would say a full breakfast, like bacon, eggs or sausage and sausage, pancakes, fruit, like a full. Like the all-American. Yeah, like an all-American big massive breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oh, wait, wait a minute. Just for a second. Side story. Um. A couple of days ago, I was like, I'm going to learn to like eggs this year. Okay. Oh, and so then I yeah. was like, I'm going Sorry. to, I really hate eggs. Um, I was, so I'm, I decided that I was going to, every time I make the kids something or the family something with eggs, usually like fried rice or these breakfast tacos that we make, I usually just save the part that doesn't have eggs in it for myself and then add the eggs for everybody else. So this morning I was like, I'm going to train my palate to like eggs. Um, and I made these breakfast sausage or these breakfast tacos, which has sausage and vegetables and cheese and, um, eggs. And I made myself like a teeny tiny one, like one bite situation. I put it in my mouth. I had like a huge glass of raw milk. I put this piece of this egg taco in my mouth and I'm chewing it. And I get to the point where I can taste the egg and I can feel the texture of the egg. I threw up in the sink. I'm not even kidding. It was just, it was not it was not funny it it was funny it was not pleasant not appropriate for podcast material i mean this is real life people yeah no that's so crazy and i'm sure we have many listeners who probably feel the same way about eggs i know my husband is one of those i always have at least one or two people in my life who don't eat eggs always and i just find that fascinating that the texture is something that bothers people about eggs because I love eggs. Not sure. It's the, it's the flavor too, though. Like for me, at least, texture, flavor, smell. I can't do any of it. Okay. Wow. Fascinating. <sighs> okay. Next. All right. I'll ask the next question and then you ask the rest. Okay. Uh, what is your Hogwarts house? Ooh, Slytherin. Oh, whoa. Uh, Gryffindor. That's interesting that you're Slytherin. 
Mm-hmm. I would have not guessed that. Oh, that's yeah. nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate okay. that. What's uh, you do the last Me one? Me next. Um, what do you collect? Ooh, that's a good question. You have to Salt. answer first, though. Salt. Yeah, I believe that actually. I love salt. I love when people give me salt from all different parts of the world. <laughs> oh, Christine, I love it. I I don't know. I don't know that I have uh, fabric. It's probably. The I was truth. about to say yes. That is that's the truth for you. Oh, um, yeah. No, it's not even like collecting. It's like hoarding. So, um, oh, is your bed made right now? Yes, it is. Mine is. Yes. Oh, okay. Which I would, it is not always. (laughs) Yeah. No, same. My bed was not made until like 11 a.m. this morning, but it got made. (laughs) My bed, I'm like half and half. When I, sometimes I'm like, it's really good to make your bed and it makes me feel better to walk into a room and at least have one room put together, which is true. And then sometimes I'm like, this is so stupid. It's just going to get messed up again when I get back in it tonight. So why would I waste my time now putting it back together? Um, If you could be transformed into one animal, which one would you choose? Horse. That's easy. I have never been able to answer this question, even as a child. I have a core memory of somebody asking me this and being totally stumped and being like, um, I just like being a human. Um, really? I didn't know there were people like that. <laughs> yes, because in my brain, like, an animal you don't, could you don't be killed. Do fantasize about being another animal? No, I really don't. The only time, <laughs> the only time that I think that it would be a good idea is if I could be, like, somebody's pet cat. Like, if I could specifically be a pet what? That because, is the last thing I would choose. Because it is, I don't, it, I don't, mm, I don't know. Like being a wild animal for some reason seems very unpredictable. I mean, yes, this is true. That's and like when I start thinking about it, I'm like, well, but then there's predators and then there's People like sometimes I think I said when I was a child, I felt felt forced to answer this question to fit into society. I'm pretty sure I said dolphin. Um, But but then I'm like, but then dolphins get caught in fishing nets and like people hit them with their speedboats and they're sharks that you have to ram with your nose. Like these all sound like terrible things. This is hilarious that this is something you've put so much thought into. I have because I I don't have an animal and it's a societal normal thing to have one. Somebody please comment and tell us that I'm not the only one (laughs) that doesn't actually (laughs) have an animal that they want to be. But like when a cat is napping in the sun, that sounds great. Yeah, I will say this. My, My kids tell me all the time. Oh, I wish I, they wish that they could be our dogs because yes, when they're doing school, the dogs are literally laying in the sun (laughs) sleeping and they're like, man, why can't I be Dallas? I wish I could be Dallas. Like, that's, that's a, I get that. I get that. Um, okay. Uh, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. What's your favorite board game? Okay. 
not a board game, but I call it the basket game. And it is, I actually just played this in the cold plunge retreat um, that I was at. And I've played this for many times or uh, many years, but basically it's a three round game. This is the way I play it in case Hilda's listening. She plays it differently, but (laughs) the first round is describe it without like naming the word. The second round is charades and the third round is one word. And basically you put a bunch of words in a basket. You have teams, you pull the word out and that's what you do for each round. And your team has to guess. Yes. And it's the I've same words every time. Of this. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. And we just recently taught it to our kids and they're obsessed with it. It's great. So like you could pick a category of words or you could just do any word. Like and random. if you're, Yes. And so if you're with an eclectic group of people, then it can get really weird. Sometimes it can get kind of inappropriate. Um, But, uh, and, and the whole point is you memorize the words through each round. So by the time you get to the last round, which is one word, you've already like remembered all of the words and yeah, you can chat about it. Okay. I've never heard of that. Sounds fun. Um, Okay. Favorite Total favorite game board game is, and it's technically a card game, but it's called um, Code Names. Oh, um, what's this one? I haven't heard of this one. Code Names is there are a whole lot of different versions of it, like, and I'm pretty sure we have all of them. There's like a Disney one and a Harry Potter one and a pictures only one that is fun with kids who can't read. But it's a um, Social game is called. It's called a. If anybody doesn't know, my husband is obsessed with board games. We have over 150 board games. Um, it's ridiculous, and we play a lot of board games. So this particular one is a what's called a party game, which means you're going to play it with a bunch of people, and it's more. It's usually a shorter thing. It's not a lot of. It doesn't take a lot of thinking. Like you could be drinking or eating or something while you're playing it, and it's not going to throw you off but you um you have there's a there's cards or tiles laid out in a grid and there are two teams and each person or the leader on the team has a little map um, card that shows you which tiles you're trying to get people to choose to on your team to guess and you can only give a couple of clues like one word clues Um, Mm -hmm. or you can only give a one word clue and you have to try and get them to guess multiple tiles from that one word without guessing one of the other team's cards and without guessing, um, what is it called? The assassin cards. So there's a couple of cards that will just make you lose the entire game right away. Um, it's very fun. And like I said, it's a good one for, you know, a holiday or a party um, also Ryan and I have been playing this one recently called sky team and it's a two person game. And so then it's really fun for couples or he plays it with the kids too. Um, but it is, uh, it has some strategy to it and, um, but it's a f- sort of faster game. So we could put the kids to bed, play around of it, and then still have enough time to watch an episode of something, um, before we go to bed. It's just a nice way to kind of hang out without watching TV, you know? Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. I'll have to try both of these out. Okay. Have you ever worn 
socks with sandals. Nope. And I don't plan on doing it. <laughs> it's like in right now. What is that about? It is apparently. I'm I'm not buying it. That's not that's not something I'm jumping on. What about you? I used to wear um tights with sandals, you know, because I'd leave dance class and slip my Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't okay. know if that counts. Um Yeah. And then I got to the point where I'd get the convertible tights that have a hole in the bottom of them so you can pull them up on your foot. Yeah. Or your yeah, ankle. Yeah. Okay. Um, summer or winter? Summer. What about you? Uh, can I say spring? <laughs> no. The okay. options are summer or summer. winter. Summer. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you if you have that. You know, if you are only choosing between summer or winter, that's what you have to pick from. Okay, summer. Uh, Would you rather travel to the past or to the future? That's our last one. Would would, would you rather travel to the past or travel to the future? Uh, I I think past, actually. Yeah, I would say past. I will also say that I would need a guarantee that I wasn't going to screw anything up. In the future, if I traveled to the past. Oh, that's so funny that you say that. Because when I think of past, I think of like, oh, man, I want to go back to like the time of the Indians. Yeah, for sure. But like you could still, you know, ripple effect, butterfly effect the future. Like what if you go back to the back to the future, go back to the past, not the future, back to the past (laughs) before you go back to the future. (laughs) You get in your DeLorean and you go back. Yeah, and, now we're talking. And you stop Kennedy from being assassinated, right? Oh, now we're talking. Which would be net good, supposedly, right? Yeah. But yeah. what if it wasn't? What if it wasn't net good? Like, what if yeah. something bad happened because of that? Because his family was in the mob. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's such <sighs> so many things. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Because what if you go back to the past and you stop the what happened to the Native Americans, the like taking the trail off of tears. Land, yeah. Yeah, all of that. And then what Which happens? Which would be net good, supposedly. Yeah, but then, you know, I guess what would have happened to all the immigrants? They would have all died. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I see where you're coming from. I also feel and, like this um, episode that, has no. like pointed out that I'm a deep worrier, which is totally true because everything, all of these questions have been like, well, I can't do that because I know they were supposed to be rapid fire questions with quick, quick answers. And you're over here like, you know, elaborating on all of them. I'm sorry. I'm not good at playing by the rules. (laughs) Ah, yes. That's an episode for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. This is it. We would love to know what you guys thought of a personal episode, a little different from some of the others that we have, interviews and stuff like that. So Which either, we do still have those coming. Oh, yes. Don't worry. There's plenty of them for this year. And actually, this is going to be a pretty bomb year when it comes to people we're interviewing. But um, bomb isn't good, right? Uh, <laughs> Who knows what these words mean anymore? 
I know, right? Um, but where was I going with this? Please, by all means, shoot us a comment. Um, definitely leave a review. We want to read your reviews. We'd love to hear what you guys think. And, or you can DM us. And yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Until next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Modern Ancestral Mamas. Check out the show notes for the resources. You can find Christine on Instagram at Nourish the Littles and online at nourishthelittles.com. You can find Corey on Instagram at For Nutrient Sake and online at fornutrientsake.com. Follow us on Instagram at Modern Ancestral Mamas. The information contained in this show is for informational purposes only. It should not be intended as medical advice and should not replace your relationship with your healthcare practitioner.